Hey everyone, it is Nick Bradley here. Today on Scale Up, we are going to talk about a pretty hot topic, uh, something that is on every entrepreneur and business owner's mind right now. And we're going to delve into, I suppose, what I would call the world of fear and uncertainty a little bit, which is not my typical style for those who listen to the show on a regular basis. But I want to caveat that by saying sometimes we have to be realistic and pragmatic around the world that we live in and certain things that are going on, because otherwise we are just existing with our head in the sand. And I'm a big believer that you should expect the best. You should have positive intent, certainly in your business, because that creates momentum and that positivity can also be infectious across other people as you lead teams. But you also have to plan for contingencies, right? You've got to you know, make sure that any risks to your business are properly managed. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about recessions. We're going to talk about macroeconomic situations that can have a relatively dramatic impact on your business if you are not prepared for them, right? Now, before we get into my thoughts on this, I am going to caveat a few things. The first thing I'm going to caveat is that I will put some advice perspectives into this today, which are my personal opinions. And these are not you know, financial advice, you know, stuff that I'm telling you to go and do. These are my personal viewpoints of how I consider things, right? So take that as you will. But I have a very clear view on how I like to respond to, as I said, macro events. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right way for you to respond. Okay, so now that we've got the disclaimer out of the way, <laughs> let's get into this. So first and foremost, We've all gone through a pretty interesting last few years, okay? So I did a lot of episodes of the podcast pre-pandemic or during the very first stages of the pandemic talking about preparation and, you know, were you prepared? Are you prepared for these things that can hit us left of field, the stuff that we don't expect to happen, but they can happen, right? And I think the big learning for me certainly speaking to hundreds of business owners through that time, was that so many people didn't think about their business from a protection standpoint, certainly when they're in a growth uh, journey or a growth part of their, 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 their entrepreneurial journey. What do I mean by that? Well, if you didn't have cash reserves prepared for you know that, that time that can happen when we don't expect the world to change, then that can have a catastrophic impact. And I saw people who literally didn't even have four weeks of cash reserves in their business, you know, when the pandemic hit. And my advice to everybody is have at least six months of cash reserves in your business. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that people listen to that message over the last 24 months or so, 36 months, and have managed to think about a sort of almost like a profit first mentality in their business and they have started to have those protection areas in place. And I say that because, as I said, today's topic is about recessions. And I think it's pretty clear that we are at a point in time, certainly in, in economic cycles, where there is going to be a downturn. 
Okay, now some of you might say, Nick, it's happening now, right? We are officially in recession and all this sort of stuff. Uh, My business is struggling. People are holding back. I do think there are elements of that, right? I don't think you can say that is a blanket thing across every single country and every single industry. So what I want to get into today is I want to talk about the industries that can actually thrive during recessions, the businesses that can work well. And not because I'm suggesting that you should change what you're doing and start something new. I do believe having multiple streams of income is an important thing. But some of the things I'll go through today, some of the industries that have proven to be more resilient, there are parts of their business model, parts of the way they operate that may inspire you to think a little bit differently as we start to enter this world of more uncertainty and probably just a little bit more pressure on, on the amount of money that people have to be able to spend on the various things that they have in the past. Okay, so that's the context of today. As I said, there'll be something in here for everybody, but I'm not suggesting from the outset that you have to stop what you're doing and start something new. I think we need to ride through what we're about to ride through a little bit and see what comes of it. Okay, now let's kick off by defining what we mean by a official recession. Now, I know a lot of you here have an understanding, you're business owners, entrepreneurs, you've probably experienced a few recessions over your time. But the technical definition is when a government uh, sees the economy experiencing negative GDP growth for two consecutive quarters, okay? In conjunction with that, changes in things like domestic production, real income, okay, so the amount of money that we have disposable to spend, and things like employment, Okay, so when you start to look at these these different factors and these different data points coming together, there is, uh, as I said, an official um, you know designation that we are in recession. Now, of course, as consumers as well as business owners, we feel that in different ways, right? You know, we start to see inflation going up. Right now in the world, we've have you know uncertainty with you know wars, war in the Ukraine. We've got oil prices going through the roof. There are, there are a number of things happening that we're starting to see have impact, right? And the other thing that I'm noting is that the value of cash isn't as it was because of some of those factors, not just the inflation point, right? So as you start to think about that, you think, well, okay, what, is, what does that exactly mean? Well, it means that people start to become fearful. And I'm talking about our clients and our customers predominantly, if I look at it from the business context, and they start to become fearful of, you know, what happens if things get worse or what happens if things accelerate and, you know, I don't have any money anymore. I can't pay my mortgage. I can't pay for food for my kids or whatever, right, to get to the extreme of that. But obviously that thought process, which is fear-driven, it's based on the anticipation that something is going to happen has a massive impact on the economy, the macroeconomy, and obviously what happens in our day to day. Okay, so so what I want to get across here is a lot of this stuff you can't really change, right? You know, you can't affect these thought patterns that are happening that is spurred on by the media, which is driven by changes in our economic cycles, right? But what you can affect is what you decide to do about it. Okay, so that's why today it's really about the businesses that work so you can understand how you can adopt them. Now, before I get right into that, I just want to sort of, you know, how long do these things last? How long does a recession last? Well, according to previous economic data, if you look backwards, you know, and look at trends, recessions typically last between 8 and 18 months. 
But we've gone through the pandemic, which has lasted longer. The big sort of recession reset, if you want to call it that, of 2008 was longer as well. And there are predictions that what we're going through now is going to be a little bit more rocky and elongated than previous recessions. So my view, again, just my personal perspective, is prepared to ride what we're coming into out for a longer period of time, which means that you need to make decisions which are a little bit more sustainable, proactive maybe, than reactory. Okay, so again, my perspective is on that. Um, And before I get into, as I said, the industries, the last point I want to make really is whenever there are recessions, when things change, there are big opportunities. And my, my strong belief is that income, right, and income is important because we, we, we need to have income coming into our businesses, into our, into our personal lives to be able to buy things, right, to be able to live. They come from assets. So as you're thinking through today's, you know, thinking through as I speak today on today's, today's show, have a think about what your assets look like. You may not have enough right now. Right, But having more assets, certainly ones that can generate income, do offer a level of protection when things start to change in that macro environment. And the other thing to say is that when we go through things like high inflation and value valuations of businesses can drop, there are a lot of what I call good assets which are undervalued. So that if you do have the means to buy assets when the market is down, Not only will you have a slingshot effect when the market booms again, you can actually pick up things that have significantly higher value right now, which could benefit you versus um, buying something at the the top end of the market, which a lot of people do as well, okay, And, and then not getting the return of that investment for some time. So if you have the ability to look at asset investments when we go through these more potentially challenging times, it is a great time to to do that. So for me, what does that look like? Probably no guesses or no surprises for your guesses here. That's buying businesses, right? Buying businesses when they are great businesses but undervalued because I can pick up some fantastic assets by leveraging that market opportunity. Okay, so let's get into it. A lot of preamble. Hopefully that, even just some of those perspectives, I hope are helpful. Let's talk about businesses that thrive in recession. Right? And there are heaps and heaps of businesses that do do well. Okay, Some of them I think are obvious. Some of them may surprise you. But let's kick off with a few um, examples. So firstly, if you look back in 2008, the Great Recession, as it is noted, there were a number of industries that did well. In other words, if you look at the S&P 500, stock prices had quite significant positive returns over that year. All right, so let me go through some of those industries now. Discount retailers, healthcare, food and restaurants, freight, logistics, uh, do-it-yourself, repairs, that sort of thing. Okay. Now, of course, back in 2008, you know, that was a point in time. So just because those industries perform well doesn't mean that they're always going to perform well. If you take something like food and restaurants, there's obviously been a big change in uh, the COVID piece, right, where people couldn't go out and eat. So people had to be a little bit more 
clever with how they structured um, home delivery services, you know, home home food delivery, for example. Uh, and of course, if we jump forward to where we are now in 2022, you know, technology is a very, very different place than it was in 2008. So if we look to today, what do I think are going to be businesses that still do well, um, even though we are going through, you know, potentially, as I said, challenging times? Well, the first one, the first one is still groceries, food and groceries, right? You know, they 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 do well in a downturn because obviously we all need to eat, right? But there is a piece where I think people still will consider cutting back a little bit on restaurants, maybe cutting back on ordering takeout, right? You know, particularly if things start to get um, very acute in terms of inflation. And if you look at groceries, it tends to be some of the discount stores that do extremely well, right? And particularly things that are more commoditized because you've still got to go and buy cleaning products and things like that. Uh, going out there and buying something from a discount store uh, to get the same result versus buying a premium branded product, you can see where that makes sense, okay? So, you know, your money, right, is going a longer way just by changing that behavior, right, of buying the same type of product at a much cheaper price, okay? So pretty obvious. So groceries, those sort of things. Although I do I do appreciate that the way that you consume groceries also needs to evolve. So, you know, back to online and things like that, which I'll get into. Second industry, healthcare, okay? Right, like groceries, people need healthcare to live, right? That demand is not going to decline. In history, if you look back, it hasn't declined as the economy does either. It's always what we call inelastic, Okay, meaning the demand for it doesn't change based on price. The other thing we have, I think, this time is the the dynamic of baby boomers retiring or reaching retirement age. Obviously, healthcare uh, becomes more crucially important as we age because we we start to experience more problems, right, um, or potential problems. So you've got a double impact here, I think, this time. Okay, so healthcare is always resi- resilient, but we also have this this massive. Um, generational transfer, if you like, or, or, or transition, which is going to compound that. So if you're an investor and you're looking at assets or you have healthcare as part of your business model, I think that is one that looks pretty good to me. The other few industries, well, the next couple actually, are quite interesting. So if going out doesn't happen as much when there is like a, a, you know, a, a big recession or a great recession like we had last time, it's interesting to look in 2008. One of the businesses that did extremely well is Cadbury's, right? Cadbury's. And if you think about it, like people still want pleasure, right? They will. They still want pleasure. They want to avoid pain. And if they can't afford to go out and spend, they still seek pleasure in other ways. So, so Cadbury's had, as I said, record earnings. And then things like beer, wine, liquor also <laughs> did very, very well. And I think probably you can think about alcohol, yeah, guilty pleasure to some extent, but maybe it's also a bit about numbing the pain. I wouldn't say this is a healthy thing to be talking about, right? But at the same time, you can understand why these these industries do quite well. Okay, so again, things that are accessible but you know give pleasure or mute pain tend to do quite well as well. All right. Um, so I mentioned the discount retailers before in the U.S. Dollar Tree, Walmart, those sort of things had their highest. Uh, returning stock prices during the recession. Children's goods also do well. Um, Baby products in particular are almost entirely recession-proof because 
parents don't want to pinch pennies on things like diapers, you know, nappies, that sort of stuff, clothes, feeding a fast-growing child, uh, even toys and things like that. Um, there's a there's a piece here, quite interesting psychology, where lots of parents may cut back in other areas around themselves, but they still want to look after their children at least as much as they can. Okay, so there's a that's an interesting play. Similar to that, the pet industry, right? There's a huge amount of money that is spent on pets. If you look back, uh, even through what we've been the last couple of years uh, with the um, pandemic, uh, pets, the pet business globally has grown. More people actually went out and got dogs through 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 lockdown, uh, and <laughs> food and treats and things like that grew from 2020 versus 2019. So it's a big business. And they have thrived even in previous recessions as well. Okay. Um, Financial advisors and accountants is another one, which is interesting. So when we enter a bear market, everyone starts worrying about their financial future, right? So individuals want to ensure that their investments are stable. And as I mentioned previously, they want to invest in new opportunities and buy assets when the markets are down. Okay. So Businesses also rely on advice from their accountants, their CPAs to help them survive these tough times. So you've got to think that, you know, financial skills or financial advice skills are valuable at all times, but in an economy which is a downturn or a downturn one, absolutely are they crucial. Okay, so if you're in that market, have a think about, you know, you might not, you might be in a part of the financial services market, which you know, isn't as buoyant, but maybe you can pivot a little bit your business model to offer services which are much more in tune with how the market is operating. Okay. Uh, next industry is cybersecurity and tech. And this is an interesting one, particularly for the last couple of years. You know, we're working more online than ever. We're, our businesses are working more online. We're communicating more online than ever. Uh, that has opened up, you know, more cyber criminals, you know, trying to take data and things like that. You've also got this remote working um, happening, which is becoming more commonplace. So so the, the ability to enable us to communicate and commerce uh, online is increasing. And even through uh, recession and whatever else, people and businesses will look for more efficiencies and therefore technology is going to be an enabler of that. So have a think about where you play, but I could I could do a whole podcast on how automation and tech has you know reinvigorated and pivoted business models, allowing people to take costs out of their business or provide a different product or service to their clients, which is absolutely save their business. So I think the key message here is if you're not using technology to its best effect in your business, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money. There's a lot of enterprise off-the-shelf stuff out there now that you can use even in a small business you should be thinking about where can I create greater efficiencies or greater opportunities through technology, okay? Next one is repairs. I mentioned the sort of do-it-yourself and all that sort of thing previously. So when the economy is slow, things still break, right? You you still got to look after your house, look after your car, you know? So when you think about it like that, plumbers, electricians, mechanics, roofers, all you know, all around handymen, they they still do well in a recession. In fact, I know people who have been doing house building because it might be it might be more expensive for you to you know move house because remember the price of assets drops you know quite often through recession. So it's better for you to stay in your house, make it better, you know, make improvements, extend it, put a new you know uh, loft conversion on whatever it is you're trying to do. So you're increasing the asset value for when the market comes back. 
So when I'm looking for my personal acquisitions, when I buy businesses, I quite often love these sort of businesses, you know, buying roofing businesses in Florida. We've looked at landscaping businesses recently, all those sort of things, because they tend to be resilient through recession more than other things. Okay, so, so again, depending on your industry, you know, or side hustles or all those sort of things, maybe, maybe you want to buy a, a small repairs business, right, and have that as another stream of income coming in. Remember, you don't have to run these businesses, you don't have to operate them, but you can, you know, if you've got some cash and you're better off having the cash invested in something that has the ability to drive you income, you're better off thinking of it like that than having, you know, the cash in a bank or something like that where that value of that cash is going down. Okay, um, I talked a little bit about logistics and operations. I think that's pretty obvious. You know, people still need to move things uh, regardless of uh, recessions, right? So, you know, you've got to move things from country to country, from town to town, necessities, you know, all that sort of stuff. So logistics businesses tend to do well. And I think, again, if we reference back to the pandemic, they did extremely well because of the, the, the fact that we couldn't get together. So everything had to be transported, you know, from place to place. So investments in those operations are great. And if you have any business that, you know, you can still do commerce, but you can do it more efficiently through logistics, then that's something to have a look at your business through that lens with. Okay. The last one I'm going to talk about today, because I have covered quite a few here, a bit of a bit of a downer to finish in, so I might try and finish with something a little bit more upbeat, is debt collection. Right. So the sad truth of recessions is, you know, when the economy starts to tank, many people can't pay their bills. They get behind on payments, car payments, medical bills, electric bills. You know, we see the rising cost of oil, et cetera, et cetera. So debt collection may not be a passion, right, for anybody, and we may hate it, but it is a need, unfortunately, and it is certainly a recession-resistant business. In fact, it's one that, unfortunately, for the reasons I mentioned, can thrive, okay? So what have we, what have we done? We've gone through a few thoughts around what I think is happening right now, Um a message, I think, from me just to start getting ready, right? Because we are going to see some uncertainty. There is no question about that. We are going to see elements of recession, you know, the definition of that coming through. As I said, it's not a blanket thing. People talk about the global recession like 2008. You know, the point here I'm making is that businesses still did well, right? You know, certain industries still did well. So regardless of those those pieces, you know, historically during recessions, some industries will perform better than others and even thrive due to those changing patterns of consumption and behavior, okay? And as I mentioned, some of these industries where that demand is inelastic to changes in prices and incomes, you know, the, the volume of consumer demand in those industries is pretty stable, okay? So you just got to gotta take what those businesses are doing, understand them to some extent, and either apply them to your business model, or as I was saying, if you can invest invest in some businesses where there is either going to be growth and certainly some resilience regardless of of whatever we're going to go through in the macro environment okay so that's the key lesson for today so businesses that can thrive during recession i hope that was useful for you um any questions or anything like that i'm going to do a few more pieces on this type this topic of what you can do over the next few weeks and months because i think it's an important thing for a start to apply because like when i think about a business I talk a lot about growth and scale, but I often often talk also about what you need to protect, you know, the foundations. And I think now is the time to make sure that we have those foundations well and truly in place. So there we have it. As I always say, be grateful, be brave, 
have faith and show up. Bye for now. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you enjoy the show just as much as I enjoy creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me. It helps the show. Plus, it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything you heard in today's show or to find out how you can get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now to learn about our coaching, mentoring, and mastermind programs. See you soon.